In this episode, Brian goes on his apology tour. He also learns what superfluous redaction is, and we both take you on a hero's journey. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name is Bill Kasky. Brian Neal over here. We'll be your host for today's Sorry. episode. Uh, I didn't know what you were talking about. Now I got it. Brian, we've got lots of new Oof. listeners, lots of new listeners. Loads so of new listeners. So why don't we take 20 seconds and tell the new listeners what the hell this is about. This is all about you, our listeners. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad you found us. We are accessible and we are uh, listener friendly. Would that be a good way to say yeah, that? we are. We have a LinkedIn group. If you go to LinkedIn and look for the Advanced Selling Podcast group, you're going to find about 5,200 of your smartest, closest sales friends there. Uh, they pose great questions, and we ask you for input and advice, and then we come back and deliver that advice. And listeners for a long time would tell you that we uh, hold true to that promise, do we not? They won't tell you it's we good do. advice, but they no, no, won't no, tell no, you no, we absolutely not. No, You're just say, talking about the promise. They'll say, here's what Brian and Bill really meant. That's what they'll <laughs> That's say. Right. They'll paraphrase it for it. That's great. You can go to the products page on the website, advancedsellingpodcast.com, and you can download uh, a program called All In, Comprehensive Training Solutions for Salespeople on Audio, and also there's a resource toolkit for salespeople, so go check that out. And Brian, you have a uh, you have something to lead us in. I here do today. have I do. This is our this is my I can't wait this is this. my first ever. I know you can't. Me, me either. I can't wait to say it. So uh, we are now members of the media, right? We do a podcast and we we produce content that goes out to the masses. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, spirit of being a member of the media, it is important that we fact check our stories. And I was uh, called out by a client of mine. Uh, who I told a story about in episode 324. We talked about nonverbal communication. Now, Bill, you've known me for how many years? Mm, 12, uh, 15, about 18. Eight, 15, I think 18 so. Years? 1997 is when we met. Did that when we started the podcast? <laughs> <It> was, <18 laughs> That's years? what we said. Yeah, and, and you've known me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to uh, just a couple comments about my attention to detail. Non-existent. <laughs> it's non-existent. It's non-existent. So uh, I uh, forgot and either misunderstood part of the story. So I was talking about my client who's really, really good and a great client of mine and uh, about noticing nonverbal communication. And I said that they did not do that. And they left and came back. Mm-hmm. I remember And that. their VP of sales said, no, that's not what happened. We actually did recognize it. And we did c- talk about it and talked about the issue that was disturbing their prospect and went down. And, and this is a really good client. I know they do good things. And I didn't had no intentions of uh, saying anything bad or saying that they didn't do anything wrong. I just uh, absolutely. I just looked at my notes just a minute ago of the mm-hmm. prep notes, and I just misunderstood the story. Because I, oh, okay. I keep yeah. them in my phone as they happen. I actually typed them in when I was down there. So yeah, not publicly apologize yeah. to them. I apologize, uh, to, and uh, it's definitely not what we would care to do around here is to misinterpret stories, especially by our clients. No, no, that's good. So you feel better. You feel I do. Cl- well, we, yeah. So, and then I'm trying to think. We've got fact checker Doug who does all the music. <laughs> he stuff. wouldn't know Maybe, that. Though. I don't know. We should. <laughs> I don't think he would we know should that. hire Doug full time to fact check our <laughs> yeah. stories with our, uh, yeah, our news stories mm, with our clients. I don't that would be good. think so. we have the budget for that. Anyway, so do. those people know who they are, and then cheers to them. Yeah. A couple of things. You know, uh, we are always laughing at each other about our language and the words we use. Yeah. And I had a couple examples here. You had one too. I did. Um, I was reading a book that was not a particularly well written book, and I knew that when I bought it, it was an e-book. And the guy, the author, which I, who I won't say, yep. uh, I don't have to be fact-checked then. <laughs> I won't say, he was talking about a way to do something. And he said, you do this and you do this and then voila. And he spelled voila, Uh-oh. W-A-L-L-A. Okay. 
Okay, and I'm thinking, <laughs> is that really? <laughs> it's not. I know this <laughs> you one. Know that one. I just figured it How out. How do you spell Voila it? Voila is French, right? And it's J O I, L, O I. I think it's J A I. I think it's oh, it's V O I. Is it then? Is it L I E? V-O-I-L-A, I think. Voila. With a little, yeah, there there's got to be a little squiggly. Yeah, thanks. There's so. a word for that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's umlaut. It's not an umlaut, though, is it? <laughs> no, there's a walla walla Washington. There's not a there walla Washington. <laughs> and needless to say, I couldn't read the rest of the book because I thought if you can't get this right, it yeah, should be listening. that's hilarious. And that's then I was really talking funny. to a guy a couple of days ago, and uh, uh, he said, well, yeah, I was I was stating an opinion on a couple people on his team, and uh He's, and, and what we should do about it. He goes, well, l- l- let me be the devil here for a minute. <laughs> let me let me play the devil here for a minute. And I thought, Yeesh. you mean devil's advocate? I think so. <laughs> be the uh, devil. You're all going to hell. Yeah. Come with me. Is this a Halloween? Sinners. Are you going to put a Halloween yeah. costume on? It was near Halloween. Oh, my so. gosh, that is funny. So, and then you had an I had a guy today. Uh, yeah, I've got a client who is a um, is from Harvard. Went to Harvard. Very, very smart United States institution where smart people go and he used the word he was talking about a PowerPoint or, or a presentation. He said, well, we we, uh, we redacted an element of that or re- redacted a page. And I thought, what in God's green earth does redacted mean? So I asked him to dumb it down. And then he said, well, you probably heard it with Hillary Clinton's emails. Isn't that where it came from? So he used the word superfluous redaction. Superfluous oh, redaction oh, no. is what they said. So I have no oh. idea what that means either. So, But redacted just means to black out. To, to, well, it's to strike out strike or, out. or strike yeah. out. Yeah, right. I, You always see it in an email where it's all blacked out. That'd be a good that. proposal to write sometime and just put Wouldn't a bunch of black redactions in no, or, there. Or see see how many how many uh, how you could flower up a presentation <laughs> and say the simplest thing and the most complex. <laughs> yeah, right, that would be right. a fun little thing. We might try that. <laughs> we should try. So I've got a, I'll, I'll take a real simple like third grade paragraph and we'll write it in the most uh, flowery, long, hard to understand language possible. That's what politicians do. What a great and idea. it's that season. So. Hey, we've gotten some uh, questions and some comments for some of you. You said, hey, you guys, all of a sudden, we're hearing um, some advertisers on the thing. And mm-hmm. what's that all about? Someone said, did you guys sell out? Let's sell. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. So Bill and I talked about this. We said, look, we've been, we love the podcast. We love you as listeners. You know that. We've been providing this information to you for a long time, you know, free of charge. And you get to download it. And we love it. And we really enjoy doing it. And we're capitalists, mm-hmm. right? We both mm-hmm. own our own business. And and we like to, to uh, make money for our families and that sort of thing. And so advertising is one way to do that. And, so, and people, you know, you say, well, what, 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 what's it for? It's for support. It's to help us um, keep doing what we're doing. And, and if you want to give back and play the karma thing, then one of the things you can do, you don't have to do this, is to support some of our advertisers. Yeah, so we just, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, to us, it's about bringing you uh, different things from people to say, hey, that's an interesting thing to check out. And of course, in the spirit of how we teach and talk in the sales process, if it doesn't uh, fit, it doesn't fit for that's you, right. don't do it. And one of those uh, lovely advertisers who are one of our partners is called Stamps.com. And uh, it's coming up on Christmas season right now, which is a time that you mail loads and loads of yep. uh, items. I am always the one that has to go. My wife does Christmas cards. She loves it. She does about 400-ish mm-hmm. or so. Christmas cards are not my bag. And I'm the one that has to go buy all the stamps. So uh, I'm going to use stamps.com this year. Mm-hmm. That's my goal, yep. right? Yep. Uh, yep. Stamps.com. Mailing and shipping it. are the routine part of the business. Important. Keeps your operations going. you got to ship things. you got to mail things. But if you're making constant trips to the post office, it's routine that you've got to change. There's a much more convenient way to do it, stamps.com. Brings all the services of the U.S. Post Office right to your desk. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail, including Christmas presents, things like that. And then just hand them to your mail carrier. Never have to waste valuable time. 
going to the post office, you can just focus on what really matters, especially in the sales and business world, which is growing the business. If you go right now, sign up for stamps.com, use our promo code advanced selling for the special offer, you'll get a four week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including postage and digital scale. Don't wait, go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in advanced selling. That's stamps.com, enter advanced selling. Go do that now. That's good. I just saw an, an article about a big storm that came through Texas. It wiped out this entire town except for the post office. Are you serious? But even there, interesting. they should be using stamps.com. I would still stay away. Okay, topic today. You know, Brian, you and I, when we speak and co- consult and coach, we're always looking for new ways to depict the material and new ways to bring it to a place where people feel like it's consumable and can be used and help them grow their business. And I was uh, listening the other day, I was reading this concept of the hero's journey. Mm. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but in, in uh, playwriting and yeah. theater and film, yeah. storytelling, yeah. there is a hero's journey. Joseph Campbell came up with it years and years ago. And the, the thumbnail of it, we're not going to get into a lot of detail of it, but the thumbnail is that in every story, there is a protagonist. There's someone who is the main character. Mm-hmm. And th- that character is always trying to get somewhere. Yep. Uh, Indiana, just think of all the famous Indiana Jones, Star Wars. The character's trying to do something, trying to go against all odds on, on an adventure, or yep. they're trying to improve themselves. Yep. Chevy and, Chase, vacation, vacation, trying to get to Wally That's World. That's right. Got it. That's right. Walla, yep. Walla World. Walla World. <laughs> and so... Uh, one of the things that happens along this journey is there are setbacks and yep. there are monsters and there are things that happen. And this protagonist, this main character, needs someone along that journey to help. Yes. A guide, a yes. coach, a mentor, someone who either has done it before or knows the pitfalls. It's yes. like the Sherpa who's leading you through the mountains. He doesn't just say, well, I don't know what's around this next corner, but yep. you can walk on the path wherever. He says, no, around this next corner, you got to watch because it's a right. big fall off. Yep. So the idea here is that uh, as this and, and the prospect to us is the protagonist, yes. as they go through their journey on this path to improving their situation, you become the guide. Yeah, your role is to guide them. And we ta- have talked a lot on the podcast about what is your role in professional selling? Is it just to get the business? Well, that may be the end result, but there's all different roles that you might play on the way down the path yes. in, in guiding and helping the prospect. So. Yeah. What we'll do today, uh, you, you've written down a few and I've written a few, yep. of what are the various roles that a sales professional will play as they get into the sales process. Yeah. And it could be a guide, but there's some others too that we think. So why don't you uh, take a stab at it? You give me a couple, I'll give you a couple. We've got 10 total. And as you listen to this, write these things down because there may be some there may be some work to do yes. after you hear these. And you can even rate yourself or yep. uh, you know, scale of A to F on how you do in performing the role that we let lay out. Yeah, very much so. And I'd also, I'd also challenge you to think if you're a sales manager, and we've got a lot of sales managers that play the podcast for their sales teams, is think about the roles that we are playing and also think about the roles maybe that we're not that we should be. Yeah. Or are we playing too much of one role? That's the way to use what Bill and I are about to give you. And by the way, I deleted one of mine, so we're down to nine because one of mine was guide. Did you redact it? I, I, rede- <laughs> I did that on purpose. I like the callback thing. Thank you for uh, de- Walla Walla for and redaction. Hitting, hitting Let's try to use doll. those again sometime later. Shall in the we? Cast. Yeah. Let me let me use one of my unredacted responses <laughs> if I could. Right. Uh, okay. Can I go first? Yes. Can I go first. Yeah. Go Number first. one, uh, I wrote down the word um, consultant. Consultant to play the role of consultant as the guide, and I think about what does a good consultant do. Maybe I should clarify. A good consultant. Uh, they see things objectively. And they feedback objective information free of outcome. Mm-hmm. So a good consultant will tell you what they truly, truly believe, 
in an objective manner. That's what you pay them to do. And they're not afraid. They know their goal, their objective is to, is to do, to do that in a real manner, not in a manner that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So to be a good objective consultant would be one of the roles. So it's uh, you deal in the truth. Yes. You don't deal in, well, what does he want to hear? Right. You deal in the truth. Amen to that. That's yes, good. absolutely. Uh, I've got another role here. Yep. One is a problem. And we've talked about problem finding and problem solving before. And we say that it's easy when you know what the problem is, it's easy to solve it. The problem is using that word way too I many like times it. in one sentence. It, the issue is that sometimes we don't know what the problem is. And if right. you're not a really, if your role, you don't see your role as a problem finder, mm. then uh, you will end up solving a problem the customer doesn't have or doesn't believe they have. So I just said problem clarifier. You've got to be good at clarifying Oof. what the prospect says their issues are or their aspirations are and all That's that. really, really good. Never heard that before. Never have Problem either. clarifier. It's PC. It's a new way to say PC. Are you PC? PC. Yeah, problem clarifier, my friend. I wish. All right, here's the next one. Uh, I wrote down the word teacher teacher. Mm. And that can take on several different forms. So there's one that could be a teacher of the uh, program or process that you're going to use to make your life better off. So here's some things that I see or that I've done, or here's what mm-hmm. I would do. Could be a teacher of the process. Could say, here's what, here are the steps that I think you should take or someone that, in your case, or it could be a, the, the product thing is where it usually shows itself is teaching someone about the product. Uh, I like to pull it out of the product though and teach them a way to think about something or a way to process information or a way to to consider a different angle. Mm -hmm. But think about that. Think about if I leave a sales call, did I teach the person anything at all? That gets back to that marketing as education. Yes. That you're always wanting to educate. Educating on the process is one thing. Educating on what they should be looking for, trends in the business. Yes. Better philosophy, all that. Uh, I've got a third one here is you, your role is as a space creator. Oh, nice. You are here to create space with your prospect that they feel open and they feel safe so that they can share honestly what's going on. That's good. And if it if we don't correct uh, create that safe environment, we end up getting lied to, misled, or we just don't get all the information. That's so interesting. So the whole idea of you are there to create space of truth so that you can transform your customer. That's really good. I had a coaching call this morning. It's funny you say that because this guy's really good sales guy and he's very aware and he's he's a very forward, what I'd say a forward salesperson. He was talking about it. He goes, my my goal going in was to get a two-store pilot. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. said, your goal should never be to go in and get a two-store no. pilot. Your, no. your goal should always be to go in and create good space to have good open conversation. That's good. That's good. A space, space creator. creator. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I, was, I had a chance to listen in on some calls uh, of a brand new client the other day, and and they weren't doing, they weren't creating any space. And so what was happening in the call was the more they would pitch, the more the customer would redact, yes. would resist. <laughs> and, uh, and and it ended up, they did get appointments, but the appointments were always forced. They always felt oh, like yeah. it was never any really space created and they didn't do the upfront agreement as we talked about. So it's a brand new client. <laughs> so I got some work to do. Oh, space there. creator. Okay, next. And uh, space creator does not mean cut creator. You probably don't know who cut creator is, do you, mm, Bill? No, I don't. See, it's a generational gap problem. Cut creator is LL Cool J's DJ. Okay. He's rapper. Okay. Cut that's creator. Good. That's there you go. Did so you, I didn't know that. Doug Drozen can tell you all about it. Cut creator. <laughs> no, please. Right? Anyways, no. yeah, I don't want to hear <laughs> anymore about that. Yeah, Doug might not even like looking that one up. So that's good. <laughs> Cut creator rock beat. Okay. Uh, next one. I wrote down the word coach. I did too. You Look did at that right see there, my what friend. Happens? I just underlined it. We do these blind. We've yep. got proof. We do them blind. We really Dang, do. So that's good, huh? Um, and I thought, well, that's interesting to talk about though, because what does a coach do? A coach does lots of things, right? A coach can encourage. A coach can come down on someone. A mm-hmm. coach can design a play. Uh, a coach can point things out to you yeah. watching a game film yeah. or something. So there's 
that role itself can have multiple roles. But I thought you, you, you ever think of yourself as that when you go in to talk to someone, I want to be this person's coach. I want to help all the, do all these things yeah. in these different ways. Yeah, I think that kind of fits in with what we've talked about, that you are there to help someone get from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. And you've got to find out where they want to be. And a coach is required along that journey. That's good. That's good. Interesting, too. The coach has to know that to start. Yeah. And we miss yeah. that so many times right. in the sales process early on. We just right? go like, and where pitch. Where do you want to, right? Yeah. We do. We just go and pitch. Yeesh. Mine is, uh, my next one is uh, a little interesting. It's called gradier. <laughs> Is this is a made-up word. Number six, gradient. Or, mm, mm. Okay, yeah, that too. Well, I can't read it. That's gradient. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with G R A D and ends yeah. with E. So I don't know what that is. I'll have to come back. But I've got another one. Okay, fire away. Yep. Yeah, and that is change agent. Oh yeah. You are a change agent. Uh, that is what you're there to do. Are you there to sell? Of course, but only if you're there to really transform and change the person's outcomes that they're yes. struggling with. Yes. So. If you see yourself as a change agent, I think you'll A, be better at asking the right questions, creating that space, being a guide. Uh, And that's what change agents do is they create the space for change to happen. They don't go in and demand change. No. And uh, so I I think there's something there that we may talk about in subsequent episodes. Although someone won a presidency talking about that, didn't they? Recently, here in the last eight years? (laughs) Well, it's been only one. Okay. Uh, here's Here's another one I had. I think you might like this one, Bill. I wrote down the word therapist. Mm, Therapist. And when you think about that, it it doesn't mean necessarily that the person is, you know, a whack job and needs to go in and and figure out what's wrong with them mentally. Uh, It's more about, think about what a therapist does. And it's a theme showing itself, isn't it? A good therapist creates good space and allows people to find their own way. And so what happens is a therapist, as soon as you like do a little bitty, therapist doesn't, as soon as you show some little problem, go, Say, well, you know, I, I tend to eat a lot at night. Well, what you're doing is you're swallowing your aggression. They don't jump that's on right. it. Say, what do you right. And they, they create, they let the person kind of find their way through it. They say, stop eating at night. They Next do. question. Exactly. They don't do that. But salespeople do. Yeah. yeah. They say, boy, I'm really struggling to, uh, you know, find a way to get this computer to work. Oh, well, here's what you do. Da, 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 da. That's what salespeople or, do. Or I've got an idea. Yeah. When you hear something that you have a tendency to want to jump on. Yeah. Feel felt found. <laughs> oh, no. It's back. It's back. It's back from 1996. <laughs> Feel felt found. And I know I will offend some listeners and I hope because they use it. Yeah. But I had a guy the other day on a coaching oh. call say, well, that sounds like is feel felt found. I said, okay, you can do that without using those words. Feel Amen. felt found because people are onto that by now. A little bit. Yeah. So, a little bit. So I like that. And I also like that idea of not, you know, therapists never vault over the real issue. They just say, oh, so you eat a lot at night. Okay, well, well, tell me <laughs> tell me more about that. Well, I gorged myself with uh, Buckeyes and, uh, well, Buckeyes. how'd I you pick Buckeyes? Things. I mean, before you know it, the person's like, you know what? I got to stop eating at night. Except Buckeyes for the Buckeyes. Buckeyys are great. Buckeyes are oh, good. I don't know. What, why yeah, that came where, where they come from? I don't know. You know, a funny thing. I was, in, you hear the report that came out the other day on, on cancer and that oh, the uh, meat, processed of meat. Of course. Yeah, yes, yes. And <laughs> hot dogs and those things were the worst yes. villains in that. Uh, correct. And I got done with a program downtown about 1130 and I thought, yeah, I'm gonna, it was a nice, nice day. I walked around. I went to King David's <laughs> and I walked by and it said deli meats. And I thought, oh, I'm a little turkey sandwich. Well, all they have is hot dogs. <laughs> right. There. King David's, and, yeah. And I got in there and I started looking at the menu and I thought, well, I can't leave now. <laughs> I've never been to King David's before. <laughs> Good stuff. Had huh? a Chicago hot dog Ooh. with cheese. Cheese, barbecue sauce, and bacon. Yeah, the day after <laughs> right this report came the out, the information that it's bad as cigarettes. <laughs> See, I went to one of my favorite breakfast haunts, and I got um, two eggs over medium with <laughs> avocado and a side of cigarettes. <laughs> 
Because they're the same as bacon, right? So I think I'm going to smoke a couple cigarettes here instead Smoking of Smoking is 20 bacon. times worse than, than Not bacon, according but, to that uh, thing. No, anyway. it did. It said it was 20. Oh, it said 20 yeah, times. It was, okay. it was very low. But They were doing the same. They said they're in the same class. I'm but, like, okay, well, that's interesting. But see, that's the danger of these studies is it starts to make you hungry. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? If they had come out and said Dairy Queen blizzards were bad for you, I'd be at Dairy Queen within an oh, hour. Oh my God, that's funny. Anyway, so anyway, do you have another one? Because I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of things. Nope, here. I'm good. I'm good to go. That was a good. So, so go yeah, ahead. so take a look at those. And if you wrote those down, yeah. uh, ask yourself, how do I fare in those areas? You know, rate yourself and what area do you need to work on and start working on it immediately. If you feel like you need to work on the teacher education part, yep. then figure out a way to next call you have or next email you send, educate, tell them a story, link to something that is going to be helpful and useful for them. So that does it for today's episode on role-playing, heroes' journeys, and, <laughs> and lots of redaction. Yeah. If you've not already downloaded a free copy of our Ultimate Pre-Game audio program, do so right now. Go to ultimatepregame.com to find it. Check out the products page on our site while you're there. We would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback or question as an audio recording, a voice memo recording, and we might use it in a future episode. You can send that to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We'd also love it if you uh, take a couple minutes to review us in iTunes. We love getting those reviews. Uh, so we'll see you next time for the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. See you. Bye. Bye.